This episode is sponsored by Anchor.fm. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. So let me explain. Basically, it's free. Secondly, there's creation tools that allow you to record and also edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. And after which, Anchor will automatically distribute your podcast for you. So it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many other platforms. You can also make money from your podcast with literally no minimum listenership. So it's everything you basically need in a podcast in one place. So go download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm and get started today. Take it easy, dude, <laughs> but take it. Welcome to the Naked Dialogue podcast. This is your host, Sanjana Singh, and today we have a Naked Dialogue. So by standalone episode, I mean I'm just going to be reflecting on the last year, except just like not posting on social media, but actually posting a podcast about it. <laughs> because I feel like, you know, just sometimes just being in a room by yourself, even if I don't upload this, you know, this whole exercise of me just talking and reflecting for a second, it's very helpful. Highly, highly recommend it. It's not crazy to just be in your room by yourself and talk to yourself. It's not. It's really helpful sometimes. And so, you know, now I see all these people, you know, recapping their 2020 with all the, you know, best moments that happened. I want to take a different route. I want to talk about all the trouble stuff that happened this year. Because as much as I appreciated the positive moments within this chaotic year, I think it's very important to think about the other stuff. Because the other stuff needs more recognition. That's what I think. So, you know, this year started, you know, I was January till, you know, March 15th, pretty much. I was like in different countries, having the time of my life. I had an amazing birthday because 29th February was this year, like last year. And so I was so happy about it. And like I had an incredible time until March 15th. I remember just walking in and, you know, like my roommate telling me about this virus, right? And I'm like, what? And I look it up and everything that I'm like looking at is like, oh, it's a common cold. You can literally catch it. It's like highly transmutable. And, you know, you have to wear a mask, you have to socially distance and stuff like that. And then, you know, you would see all these uh, medical literature that was being published back in March about like death toll and stuff like that. And at that time, a lot of people were dying because we had no idea how to control it because it just started. Right. And so I was like, this is crazy. And I was in a very paranoid um, state of mind. And I was like, I have to get out of Europe because like Europe was like the epicenter. So I took a flight, I remember, to Tel Aviv, and that whole, you know, March 15th to, I guess, 17th, because I do remember my whole journey being just a 48-hour, or maybe even, you know, more than 48-hour trip. I was at four different international airports, um, Prague, Russia, Moscow, I mean, um, Tel Aviv, Mumbai, Ahmedabad, so Ahmedabad is like the domestic city in India, right, within Gujarat. So, you know, crazy, you know, like a lot of lot of places I was in. And then, you know, also the road travel and stuff. And I just remember, you know, I was not in a good state back then. Like March 15th was a huge shock to me. I was completely paranoid, went in. And I remember, you know, just being in Tel Aviv because they had passed a law that, you know, just literally one hour before my flight landed. 
that they're only going to allow citizens to come in. And I remember being so angry. I remember being so angry. But only now I understand why I was so angry. It wasn't because something just spontaneous had happened. It was because I was living in this bubble of, you know, just positive outlook that I had no capacity at all to fight this instantaneous crisis situation, right? And I remember just being like, what should I do now? Like, you know, I was super paranoid. I was like, I have to get out. I have to, you know, uh, do this. And with all that energy, there was a repressed sense also coming out. Like, you know, I was I was like, oh, shit, that person said something to me, you know, like two months ago. And like that was not cool. So this is how you know that you've been repressing stuff. And so whenever something really bad happens, it all just comes out. Right. So I remember being at the airport, like crying my eyes off, like, you know, crazy. And like, I'm like, what should I do? I have no idea. Where should I go? So take a take a flight to my back home. Right. Because like, that's what you're going to do. That's all you can do, you know. And so I remember feeling like, yay, you know, like your own country is probably like the only country which is going to take you. Uh, just like in, in the spur of the moment thought. And I remember the months of like from March 15th to a good, you know, two to three months, you know, probably like till June or something like that. I was I was absolutely out of it. And when I say I was absolutely out of it, I was like I was not aligned psychically you know I was it was completely chaotic but there was so much there was so much I learned there was so much so that that way I'm thankful for you know all the lockdowns and stuff because I really got time to just sit in the room by myself and reflect just reflect on every single thing that has happened because I have gone down the YouTube rabbit hole and I read this book for like four hours now so I feel like you know you get tired and now you're in your bed because I used to be super hyperactive during that time because I didn't want to think. And so when it finally got to the point where I started thinking, it was like, oh, damn, like I hadn't processed so much stuff. Like, how am I living with all this neurosis, like just deeply, deeply, you know, hidden with beneath me or underneath me <laughs> or no, wait, hidden underneath me. Yeah, that sounds good. And so... I was like, this is not okay, you know, like, I should totally process it, and it, it was a whole three to four months of healing, and, you know, during those three to four months, I was always looking for people to blame, so I was, like, victimizing myself, and, like, oh, it's that p- person's problem, or, you know, it's that girl's problem, or, you know, someone did that, or it's that, that organization that, you know, is doing this, or just blaming everything, just projecting, pure projection, and one day, one magical day, right, I wake up and all of a sudden there's a thought in my head that all of this shit, there's all of this neurosis lies within me. Like I'm the one who's been creating all these problems most of the times, most of the times. And I just don't want to deal with it. So I take the easy route out and I project or I don't care about it at all. And then that's bad. That's psychically bad for you. Like mind and brain you know, go along with each other so much that our body is just not a physical entity. It's literally, I feel like sometimes it's more of a psychical entity than it's a physical entity. And so if your mind is not organized, you're not going to be organized. There's a whole psychosomatic stuff going on there. 
and I remember, you know, my eating patterns were pretty bad and stuff like that. So I, I always used to think, you know, why am I not eating so much? Because I've been repressing this thing and some or the other way, subconsciously, it's been affecting my eating habits. And so I feel like, you know, one should always reflect. And so that's what I'm doing right now. But 2020, you know, like up till June, it was just very chaotic. And then after that, it was a whole different, you know, vibe in the sense that I was reading a lot. Honestly, like if anything this year, I feel like I've read a lot of books. I've read a lot of articles. I've I've gained a lot of knowledge through just watching random YouTube lecture videos till 3 a.m. in the morning, sometimes even 5 or 6, you know, like no sleeping patterns at all. Because you're just locked in your room, right? At least with the three uh, crazy lockdown months we had. Like, you couldn't go anywhere. And I didn't have any, you know, close friends living in the city because my parents keep shifting. But it was honestly, now that I look back, now that I actually look back at it, I feel like it was probably one of the best decisions I've made. Just being by myself, having a notebook right next to me, so I can like write down my thoughts, no matter how crazy they are, or how absurd they are, and processing through everything. It's like, after June, I became this more, you know, instantaneous person, like, that's what, that's what comes to my mind right now to explain it, in the sense that I feel like, you know, whatever happens now, I honestly take two minutes to think about it in the present, so that I don't have to worry about it in the past. Like, it's definitely, I feel like, a very positive thing and I don't think everyone talks about it that much I really don't think people talk about people talk about mental illnesses which is really good but people don't talk about how to get rid of them except you know for taking the psychiatric model which is good I'm not complaining but I honestly don't think the psychiatric model is any good like you can be depressed for a long period of time and you can be taking antidepressants to you know give you that small boost every day but ultimately it's just you're avoiding it like you know what I'm saying like I don't know why I say you know what I'm saying but (laughs) like you know you would be taking so I look at it in this way right I you you go to a psychiatrist and you're like oh I have this problem and it's not like a therapist that she would talk it out with you which I feel like is probably the only one model which is good therapy but psychiatric model is more like, I don't know if, it's, if it is due to the complexities of certain mental disorders that, you know, that they use these models, but I feel like that's definitely not it. Like, you go to a psychiatrist and then they, they're like, you know, oh, we'll give you benzodiazepines for anxiety or sleeping issues, or, or we'll give you, you know, a certain class of drugs like antidepressants if you're you know, somewhere within the major depressive disorder, and you just take it every day, right? And and you sleep well, and you exercise well, which is really good, you should do it. But it's not eliminating the problem. It's aiding the problem to just be numb. Like, you don't think about what you have. And I feel like you should think about what you have. Like, you know, if you're depressed, which is so common, I feel like everyone is depressed, you know, and life is not all rainbows. So you're definitely going to be depressed at one point in your life, like heavily. And there's always, see, you know, those seasonal depression and like those waves of depression that come in and out of you probably every month. The way to, the way to really 
tackle it is not to be like, oh yeah, I'm depressed, so you know, just screw everything around me. No, the way to deal with it is actually just to sit down and think for a second. It's literally that simple. And I hate it that people don't emphasize that that much on it. That the way to deal with anything is to literally deal with it. So sit down, think about why you have a certain thing, think about the origins of it, trace it back, you know, all the way back. So what caused me to be depressed? Take that nuclei or the that origin and think about it. Think about it as much as possible, but not thinking about it to make you, you know, feel more and more down, like more and more down in general. But think about it in a way, in a way that you know that if you eliminate this one origin, you're not going to feel depressed at all. Or you'll at least be, you know, behind it, you know, like, so that was something that I always knew. And I feel like this is something that everyone always, always knows but they all just don't care about it and neither do I, you know. And so this was definitely the one thing in 2020 that I'm pretty, like that's like the only lesson I feel that 2020 gave it to me is that whatever comes to your, whatever experience you have, positive, negative, both, just think about it, think. But not obsessively think, but like think rationally, you know. And that could mean different things for everyone. But for me, I feel like this works well. But, you know, regardless, I feel like now we have a new year, you know. And there's endless possibilities, you know. Endless stuff that we all can just immerse ourselves into. And people make resolutions for this stuff. I just don't believe in making resolutions. Because I know literally one month in, I, you know, I kill it. I, I don't have any resolution anymore because I literally just did what I was not supposed to. So the way I look at, you know, these every year, 31st night, now New Year resolution thing is that I just think, you know, whatever happens, if I'm able to consciously experience everything and not repress anything and have a good time, and and be successful in whatever I'm doing, work hard, it's all going to be okay, you know? Like, I've seen people make crazy resolutions, which is not bad, which is okay. Like, you, you're determined. But, like, I just feel like you should always start at the most, you know, primitive places. Like, some people might have bad habits of bad addictions, let's say. Any kind of addictions. You want to kick those off. You can't just kick it off like, you know, oh, so I was just indulging in heavy smoking today and tomorrow I'm just going to quit it. That's not how it happens. You just quit it. You know, that's that's why you write it. Like, I'm just going to quit it. But there's a whole element of withdrawal and stuff like that that goes, so how are you going to tackle that? You know, it's always good to reflect on every single thing that you write down. Don't just write it down for the sake of feeling good. You know, write it down because you really mean it. Also, what what else should I reflect on? Like, also, I feel like I want to talk about COVID nineteen, but I feel like at this point everyone's just so exhausted, which is like completely understandable. But you know, people look at the pandemic as as what occurs to humanity, and it 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 is you know it killed a lot of people and caused a lot of suffering, but. I don't know, Some something in me just tells me, you know, this is gonna, like, I, I don't want another pandemic, but something like this, you know, happens, happens in life, 
and it always happens this unexpectedly and this whole crisis situation right we humans are so you know i remember like when i was a kid i used to go to these um united nations crisis committees and stuff where you know they give you like absurd crazy crisis updates like oh yeah isis is going to launch a nuke to your country next 30 minutes what are you going to do about it you know and during those years i was like this is crazy like this won't ever happen in real life but it can happen in real life you know and so i feel like we should definitely like another thing for this year for me would be like to really be able to tackle any crisis as it happens and so the real question is like how do you prepare for something you don't even know is coming right i feel like the only way to be able to fully tackle something which you have no idea at what pace is going to come i feel like you should just sit down think okay the crisis happened let's we got an update or something's happening you really think about it you know you don't be like oh i'm going to go on social media and see what people are talking about think about it you know just sit down be like oh the cr- the crisis is going on how do i deal with it but deal with it rationally and calmly that's the key so how how can you be so calm about this chaotic thing that just happened right you don't know you never know and so one of the things one of the let's say resolution core and core right is to definitely be in tune with reality so deeply that whenever there's a abrupt change that i'm able to somehow consciously get through it and the reason why i say somehow is that any crisis is going to have a certain level of effect on you or or an effect on people around you you know you cannot deny that but what you can do is that you can think of a way to deal with it that you you're not completely gone by the end of it so definitely that and uh, i've i've also realized during this year you know the whole aspect of friendship the whole aspect of relationships like if you were having a really bad time this year it's really easy to go back and see who was there for you and those people who were there for you they're going to be there for you throughout your lives and that's how you know it or at least for a good period of time you know and those are the real ones because those people had the balls to sit with you in such a chaotic time with their own neuroses with their own stuff that was happening to them and people around them and they were able to sit with you and they were able to empathize with you or sympathize with you to a certain extent and they were hearing you out so i i feel like one of the things that happened in 2020 for me was also just realizing who was real who wasn't and at this point i feel like i've done a pretty good job in in realizing that and in maintaining those friendships because friendships are the best thing that can happen but you have to be very like you have to maintain them you know you cannot be like okay so i have a friend we'll just go out you know that's that's like a social thing friendship is more deep you know and so you have to maintain these relationships you have to be there for your friend for them to be there for you but you have to be there for them in a way that you don't think that you know if something happens they'll be there for me like you don't have that mentality you're just purely selfless i don't know i feel like some i have this very intuitive selfless personality which has obviously gotten me in a lot of trouble sometimes but i feel blessed in a way that i'm able to maintain certain relationships 
and you know and they always speak back to me in the most positive way ever you know so definitely maintaining crucial relationships is something that came out as a result of this crisis and understanding them so one of my roommates i don't know if you guys can hear but they're playing piano it's amazing that's so cool like if if it's loud enough i let it be the background <laughs> but okay so what else is there to think about i don't think there's anything else well i can i don't know what else to say i feel like you know this whole deep reflection of this last year is way way too much and i probably have thoughts throughout this day today just because i started to think about it but for now you know for everyone listening uh thank you so much for tuning in so far to the Nika dialogue podcast i sincerely wish you guys a really good prosperous new year i wish you guys you know experience a lot of stuff fall in love with life and you know just be just be gucci you know <laughs> just be happy and uh please you know uh <laughs> being a little um promotive here but please you know follow follow and like and subscribe and stuff like that uh the response so far to this podcast has been really good and i love it i love creating dude i really love creating and i if anything the resolution of this year is to just be creating 24/7 you know just be getting better at creation through creating 24/7 and just be able to reflect well to not repress anything and to be able to manage you know crazy things that happen in life well and not by well i mean not be super impulsive uh, impulsive about things but you know just sit down that's something that i definitely need to work through and that i have identified as a problem within me so i want to tackle that and everyone's going to have their own subjective issues or subjective resolutions all i urge you to do is to think about them just sit down have a tea coffee whatever you want or maybe no oral fixation at all just sit down and think think and get through it it's easy it's only difficult because you view or you deem it as difficult you know so yeah i think this is it for the this episode it's pretty it's only i don't know i think 22 minutes or something which is okay i wanted it to be a smaller one i wanted it to be more um you know personal as opposed to the other episodes we we've had so far where we had guests and stuff i wanted this to be a more of a personal stuff i feel like you know people you know censor themselves or people don't think you know talking about themselves is a good idea but i feel like it's if if at all you know just me being this to a certain extent open can evoke some positivity within the other person why not so i would and also encourage people to be really open minded when they're approaching new things or complex things in general you you cannot you know just be like oh this is not this is not okay so i'm not, not going to get into it you should be like oh something happened it seems like pretty complex to me and like you know shit like i don't want to do it but sit down put yourself in the other person's shoes you know think reality is more crazier than we deem it to be to be very honest like everyone has their own sense of reality how crazy is that everyone on this planet has their own sense 
of reality. They're experiencing everything on a way different tone than you. So the only thing that can bring together a series of individualistic people is to have some kind of consensus and that consensus can come out of empathy, you know. Just put yourself in other person's shoes. The old saying again, you know, put yourself in other person's shoes. Think of, think of you know, every factors and you'll, you'll be able to see through them. It's not hard. Or you'll be able to treat, see through any, any sort of complex situation. You just have to be patient, dude. Patience is something that I've really learned, you know. That, you know, in this world of highly helpful technology that whatever we need whenever we need is pretty much accessible so we we're accustomed to this you know living style that everything is super accessible maybe it may be information or commodity to use or anything you know but sometimes things are not that accessible and so we get impulsive or we get you know like oh too impatient you know like no i'm just like this is not okay patience is literally the key you have to be so patient in life for certain things to turn out that way. Like, I've seen people be like, you know, we're going to manifest money in 2021, but you got to work for it, dude. You have to work for it. You know, it's literally that. So, you know, wishing everyone a good, good, um, good time this year. And also, just, um, I don't even know what, like, what should I say at this point, but. But be safe, be rational, and um, enjoy life, you know? Yeah. And I'm signing off here.